0: Pastor is, of course, uh, in Sarasota, Florida. Um, he serves on Brother Keith Moore's board, and uh, this time of year is when Brother Keith has his board meeting, and so uh, uh, it's a good time for Pastor to get away to be somewhere warm. If you didn't know, he is kind of a cold natured person um, he uh He gets cold pretty easy, so amen, unlike myself, a while ago, I turned around after singing and the first thing Steve said to me was need a towel I was like haha Steve yes I do bring your shirt over here amen (laughs) yeah and then uh, oh and uh, Joel told me not to but Joel was mean to me this Um, yeah Uh, anytime I dress like this the jokes start (laughs) Joel was like, are you nervous? I was like, no, I'm not. Uh, Amen? (laughs) You know, there's nothing in this life really to be nervous about. If you do everything you do as unto the Lord, amen? I mean, really, who are we trying to impress? Amen? If you work as unto the Lord, your boss will appreciate you. Amen. But you don't have to try to make your boss appreciate you. Amen. Yeah, that's good stuff. Amen. Since I own my own business, sometimes my boss is not very happy with me. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. David Stokes. I heard that. Where are you? There he is. There's someone who gets... Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So I was thinking praying about what the Lord would have me to minister this morning. And uh, you know, we are a faith people. Amen? And it may seem really elementary, but one thing I have noticed is that faith people, it seems like to me, and I don't know this, I'm not saying this for everybody, but it seems like to me sometimes we're like, I get it, I know. Right? Right? And we're like, well then, why is it the way it is? Amen? And so, um, Miss Lisa got started a while ago, and I looked at Joel, and I was like, okay, she's got to stop. She's taking all my material. (laughs) You're done with the offering. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Romans 10, while you're turning there, I heard a minister say uh, here recently, and he would know, he would know concerning the Word of Faith movement, um, what, what he was talking about when he made this statement. Um, I know it wasn't Pastor Hagan, but it was someone uh, that everyone knows. But he said in the 80s and the 90s, you could start a faith-based church in any town, on any corner, and it would grow. He said, because people did not know who they were in Christ. They did not know what they had in God. They did not know their rights, their covenant rights. They were, you know, saved and spirit-filled. And that was kind of... And then we started talking about who you are in Christ. What He paid for you so that you could have. Amen? And so, he said, but today, especially here in the States, it's not so new to people. And so they're not so as aggressive to be like, wow, I've never heard that. Amen? And he said, churches are struggling. And I was thinking about our name this morning. You know, there's not any part of the name of our church that you can't preach on. Faith Builders Family Church. Amen? You can preach on any any portion of the name of the church. Amen? But faith and family... Both stick out to me a lot. Amen? Amen. You know, faith is an interesting topic, right? Romans 10, verse 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is this, that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. it's possible to have zeal toward God without really having knowledge. Because if every person who's been saved for 20 years was as aggressive about their witness as they were the day they got saved, what would they really do? Amen? Because I know, I, I'm, I met a guy, well, I didn't meet him, I've known him a long time, but he had lived pretty rough and his occupation and lifestyle was pretty, pretty rough. Um, and he had went to the pen for being part of a murder when he was a teenager. And so um, he was—he had gotten out of the pen and was involved in a business with a nephew and another man. And the other two men kind of done some crooked deals. And he uh, he came by our business one day. And you could tell when he got out of his vehicle, something had changed. So he starts telling me, he says... And and now, he was raised by a praying mother. He was raised in church. He said, if I get into a fight, I go back to the pen. So he said, I was so mad about the situation that I had got in my pickup and was driving to where we were working, where I knew my nephew and my other partner were at. And he said, I had already decided, if I hit one of them, I'm going to the pen. So I'm just going to kill both of them. And he said, I thought, it's the same penitentiary regardless of what I do. So I'm going to make believers out of them. And he said, I was driving fast. I was driving aggressive. I was mad. I was angry. And while he's telling me this, he's still using some explicit words. But he's different. And I can tell. He's not talking and he's talking something. This is going somewhere. You know, on the inside of me, I'm getting kind of wound up because the Spirit of God on the inside of me is recognizing he's getting to something. And he said, you ain't ever going to believe this. And then he said, well, maybe you will. But most people think I've lost it. And he said, I was driving and he said, all of a sudden, God was in the truck with me. (laughs) And he said, he said, all of a sudden he said, I just felt like I was melting into the floorboard, so I had to pull over. And he said, God started speaking to me. God started telling me things about my childhood. But he said, really, what he started talking to me about was how much he loved me. And he said, you know, John three sixteen. everybody knows that. And he's like, I knew it, but I didn't know it until a few days ago. And he said, I've lived my whole life. I went to the pen and didn't know John three sixteen. Amen? And so he's telling, Lisa and I, he's telling us his story. And then down the road a few months, Christian people who, whenever he would first tell them their story, were like, praise God, that's awesome. They start avoiding him. Because it ain't wearing off. He's still wound for sound. He's coming in our business and he's he's like, yeah, people tell me you can't cram the gospel down people's throat. And he said, look, if I ain't got you in a headlock with my Bible, cramming it down your throat, I'm not cramming it down your throat. And he's like, if you don't want to hear it, go somewhere else. Because I'm going to talk about it. God got in my truck with me. And I'm thinking to myself, he doesn't really have any knowledge to go with his zeal. But I'm standing there thinking, oh, I want to be like him. And the Lord was real plain with me when he left. Why aren't you like him? What happened? Did you mature? I guess so, Lord. He's like, don't tell me that. (laughs) Amen? Amen? There is still zeal. The possibility to be a mature Christian with knowledge who has zeal exists. Amen? And word of faith, people, should be leading the charge. Because we do know who we are in Christ. We do know what we have. We do know how things happen. We do know that nothing happens by chance. The will of God for every person is always right there. It's just their decision to take it or to not take it. Amen? God never takes back the call. Amen? And so this guy starts ministering the gospel and I'm thinking, he's probably been called to preach his whole life. When we were on 24th Street, we had a, a gentleman come and minister. His name's Randy Greer. Anybody ever familiar with Brother Randy Greer? I know a lot of you are. Mr. Wilbur, Ms. Lane, I know are. Brother Randy, <laughs> uh, Brother Randy, when he gets to tell on his testimony, you can see good people going... <laughs> you know? And I heard Brother Hag- or Pastor Hagen say one time, Brother Randy got into the school before we really did background checks. <laughs> 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 and it kind of cracked me up. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> you know, Because Brother Randy was on the run from the law, had broken out of jail three times. The son of a minister. And he's driving down the road, and the Lord gets in the vehicle with him. And starts ministering to him and talking to him. And finally, Brother Randy said, I stopped and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, drive to the next town, turn yourself into the authorities. And he said, they're going to send me back to jail. I can't preach your word. He knew he was called to preach. So he's trying to think of how do I preach the word being a convict on the run? That makes no sense, right? So, So as his story goes, he did that very thing. Well, of course, they just right back into the jail, right into the pen. Well, he gets a life sentence. So he said, well, I didn't. I had a life sentence, so what do I do? I'm, I'm called to preach, so I might as well preach where I'm at. And I heard him say one time, he said, he said, those guys in the pen, they really thought I was a good preacher, but he said, when I started, he said, they didn't have any idea. He said, I would hold my Bible and hold it up like this, and then I would put one of Brother Hagin's mini books inside it and just read it page for page to him. <laughs> and he said afterwards, they'd be like, wow, that was great. That was just, you know so much. And he's like, yeah. Amen. But he had a zeal. And so he used that zeal and applied it. And he never let go of it. Amen? And so there's a lot of things about maturing. You know, maturing sometimes we do. We, we get so caught up in, you know, the, the side of life that's growth. We forget some things. Amen? And so, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to every one that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from heaven. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ from the dead. Verse 8. What saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen? Is the word of faith nigh you in your mouth? Amen? The word of faith. What do you mean the word of faith? Well, I mean the word. Miss Lisa mentioned it. We'll read it again here in a minute. Hebrews. But it says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen? So what what stimulates faith? What causes faith to come alive? The Word. But then what what, what does the Word end up doing to your faith as it makes it grow? It makes your faith have faith in the very thing that caused it to come to life. The Word. So the Word makes faith alive, and faith makes the Word what you trust in. Amen? And so, you know, the Bible says that faith doesn't work without love in Galatians. Amen? But we will get over here and talk about some things about faith uh, that are real dear to my heart. Because the Lord talks to me about it a lot. Especially when I'm whining and crying about my life. That if thou shalt confess. Now, he's still talking about this word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Boy, there's a lot going on here. Amen. Amen. But the word of faith which we preach is that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So faith people, the first thing they want to talk about is the Lord Jesus. Amen? When there are people at work and they're struggling in life or they've got something going on, the answer is always the same. Amen? And I'm, I, I myself do it. Sometimes I think, well, i got to back up and give them the 12-step plan to how to be... And I'm thinking, no, I don't. This is way simpler. The 12-step plan may for me right now, you know. Right? I'm the one needing the series. They just need Jesus. (laughs) Amen. He says, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. It says, How then shall they... Call on him in whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm sorry, Romans 10 I said Hebrews a while ago. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, verily their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. You know, the Old Testament, the Old Testament is full of a way to live. It really is. Amen? Why did God give so many rules to those people? The main reason that he gave so many rules in the Old Testament to, all the, to those people was because they were absent and void of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. A conviction or a conscience on the inside. So they had to have it spelled out to them. You and I, on the other hand, have a better covenant where we have the witness of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so Jesus said these two laws. Love God. And love your neighbor. And hang everything else on it. And when you don't, the Holy Spirit will convict your heart. (laughs) Amen? It's better. But the Old Testament wasn't, it wasn't meant to kill. It was meant to help. Amen? And I know I've said this before, but, you know, one time the Lord told me to read where Jesus in dealing with the devil... Amen? When he was being tempted. And as I was reading it, the Lord said, notice what Jesus is saying. So I thought, okay. So I was noticing what Jesus was saying. It is written. It is written. It is written. And then it was like, where is it written? Everything that Jesus quoted, he quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. And the Lord spoke up on the inside of me and he said, the Old Testament was enough to whip the devil. You have a better covenant. Jesus whipped the devil with the Old Testament. Amen? And so by faith, my faith became active there. I was like, wow, he really is just a defeated little wimp, isn't he? Because I have a better covenant. I've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. On my own, I'm not smart enough to deal with the devil. Because I'm 39 years old. Mr. Steve. Mr. Steve's like, pup. (laughs) it's okay my dad told me before service I was one Um, I'm 39 I have not I do not have enough intelligence in my head to deal with the devil the devil has been studying mankind since the beginning amen and why study someone who changes or someone who lies or someone who deceives. You can't trust them. Amen? So really, the only thing I need to know about the devil is... He's bad. And I don't want anything to do with him. And I've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me to lead me and guide me. And to tell me, don't touch that. Stay away from that. He's defeated. As you go out here to the bookstore, and I'll go ahead and make a prop on the bookstore... A wonderful way to keep yourself strong, keep your faith stirred up. Right, Miss Joy? Yep. ma'am. If you go out here to the bookstore and you get Brother Hagin's book, The Triumphant Church, there's a, there's a reoccurring theme that comes up in that book. And that is that the devil is a defeated foe. Amen? Defeated. So whenever the devil messes with me and tries to say things to my head, I say, you're a defeated foe. That's not my thought. That's your thought, devil. Take it back to hell with you. I don't want it. Amen? And so you kind it, of... You know, it's, it's important to feed yourself the Word of God on, on the subjects so that you have faith. But just remember, it's the faith in God. Brother Randy, Brother Randy Greer again, one time ministering um, on faith, I heard him say, Faith is not you finding a scripture and then using it on God to make him do what you want him to do. And, of course, everybody in the audience reacted just like you did. They were like, <laughs> and then he went, he went, I'm not kidding. And I was like, I didn't laugh. <laughs> but I thought, isn't that amazing? Word of faith people. I'm guilty of it. One time concerning my Lisa's finances. There was an issue there, and I began to get real loud with the devil. But in my heart, I thought, something's not working here. Something's not right. Amen? And so I asked the Lord, I was like, what am I missing? And he said, well, what did I say in Malachi? And I said, you said that if we brought our tithe into the storehouse that you would rebuke the devourer on our behalf. And he said, who did I say would rebuke the devourer? I was like, oh, you. So what do you want me to do? He said, just tell him he's a defeated foe and that I rebuked him. And then you go over in James and you find where it says that the archangel Michael durst not bring a railing accusation against the devil, but instead said the Lord rebuked thee. If the Lord has already taken care of the devil in a situation, you don't have to get wild and crazy and loud and throw stuff. Amen? We believe in authority. We preach authority. But at the same time, know where your authority lies. I'm a tither. Lisa's a tither. We don't have to, we don't have to scream at the top of our lungs, Get out of our finances! Right? The Lord rebuked thee, Satan. We're givers. Yep. That's right. yeah. Go on. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So the Word of God brings faith. And the Holy Spirit recognizes faith. And He knows when the Word is working in you and when it's not working. And so if you're doing something that you've always done, but it ain't working, back up and let the Holy Spirit tell you what you're missing. Amen? Amen? Because He knows the Word inside and out. Amen? You know, Tommy and I were talking Wednesday night, and uh, I told him, isn't it funny that the Holy Spirit is the only person of the Godhead who has two names? you got the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. Right? You could just call him Spirit, but it's really important for the church to remember that he's holy. And that when he's on the inside of you, He's just like Jesus was in his earthly ministry in the temple. He's cleaning it out. Jesus went into the temple and cleaned it out. Amen. And then we're told, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit on the inside of me is doing what? He's cleaning it out. Yeah. Because he's holy. And so when something don't make sense down here, you got to be like, okay, I'm missing it. I asked the Lord one time. I told him, I've always done it that way. He said, good for you. (laughs) And he's like, you could get away with that when you were ignorant. Now I want you to grow up some and stop doing that. Because I can't accept it anymore. You should be maturing. But... (laughs) I still want someone else to cut my dinner. The flesh doesn't enjoy this thing called growing up, does it? Amen. How will they hear? Amen. If you read it backwards, no one has beautiful feet if they're not sent. And if they're not sent, they won't preach. And if they won't preach, people won't hear. And if people won't hear, they will not call on Him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. He's, uh, he's uh, very pleased with mine and your faith. Amen? I wrote here, The Word makes faith alive for salvation to be available to receive. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace to his, in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. For by grace are you saved through faith. His grace made it available. You know, I, I appreciate that, that, that Pastor Tim kept saying when he was teaching on grace. Grace makes it, faith takes it. Amen? And, and one doesn't work without the other. The grace of God is there, and it's there for everybody. But why do only some receive it? Because only some's faith becomes active. What makes their faith active? Hearing the Word. It's available. But they've got to hear the Word so that faith becomes active and they can apply it. Grace made it, but faith is what receives it. You go out here again to the bookstore and you get Brother Hagen's little, or Pastor Hagen's mini-book, Faith Worketh By Love. In the very beginning, he says, Faith is the hand that receives from God. Amen? That little mini-book, Lisa and I, the Lord put that little mini-book in our hands um, right after Pastor Hagen wrote it, and it changed our life. And it probably saved, um, probably saved our lives. I mean, I would venture to say it's very, very possible that it saved our lives. I know that it saved our, some relationships in our lives. Amen? There was a great opportunity for us to be offended and us to offend. Amen? And so we got this letter from Rhema, This, and we opened it, and it was a form letter, and the very first line, it was, hoping this letter finds you well. And I was like, well, it didn't. You know, I was like, whatever else you got to say, you missed it on the first one. I'm out. Amen. You won't ever say I'm not honest. (laughs) Amen. So I threw it on the on the table. I didn't even really look. I saw the mini book in there. And the next day we got up and we were both pretty heartbroken. And she stayed in the bedroom and was in there crying. And I went and sat down in my chair and was crying and told God, you got to talk to me. I know most of you have probably heard this. But the Lord said, finally, after I cried a while, He finally, he said, I sent you a book in the mail. What more do you want from me? So I get up, go get the envelope, read the form letter. It made me mad again. I was like, you got to stop with this. Anyway, so I read it. You know, best, you know, best wishes, however Pastor Hagen ends those form letters. And I pulled that book out of that envelope. Faith worketh by love. You know what I'm thinking? I don't feel very loving and I don't really want to appropriate faith for nothing. So what's this got to do with me? I start reading it and he gets over in there and he starts talking about people having bad mouthed his dad and talked bad about his dad and how the opportunity for him to have harbored hard feelings and to say things back was there. Amen? But he knew that faith worked by love and he didn't want his faith to be hindered so he chose to walk in love. And he said, you know... Years later, those ministers that had said bad things about my dad were the ones that invited me to come to their churches and preach. And the offerings I got at their churches were some of the largest I've ever received. And they all apologized to me for the things they had said about my dad. And he said, but if I had got over into my nature and let my mouth run wild, you know. <laughs> anybody that knows Pastor Hagen knows he doesn't, he doesn't struggle for words. doesn't <laughs> seem like... You know, (laughs) amen. And so you read it and you're like, wow, this is exactly what I need. I do not want my faith to get the switch flipped off at this time. I need that switch to stay on. So I got to keep my love walk in place. And so Lisa and I, the Lord, now here's the funny thing. The Holy Spirit the day before had told both of us, don't say a word, don't open your mouth. If someone asks you something, you say nothing. And her and I both, you know, so, you know, your flesh. You want to defend yourself. You want to talk. You wanna, you want to do your thing. You want to make sure everybody knows you got wronged, right? And so, the Holy Spirit had spoke that to our hearts. We knew He had, but then He sent us a book just to reiterate: shut your faces. And I know that he was talking more to me than he was her. I do realize that. You know? And so, we did. We kept our mouths shut. And it was hard. There were people that called us. There were people that came to our home. What's going on? Nothing. We're just happy as a couple little lovebirds in a nest. You ain't never seen two people anymore in love and on fire. Thinking, We're church people and we ain't got a church no more. We're having a great time. Thanks for coming by. Right? And we'd say, we can't say nothing. Lord told us not to say anything. Well, you can talk to me. And I love it. They always throw the, I've been saved for years. (laughs) Really? Yeah. The simple fact you're standing on my porch troubles me. Amen? So we did what the Lord said. We had a word for it. We applied our faith, even though it didn't make any sense at all. And you know what? I know there's still hostility between some of those people that were involved in that situation. But Lisa and I have a relationship with all of them. We can tell all of them, I love you, it's good to see you. And they say the same things to us. Each one of them have had something somewhat tragic, happened within their families. And we've been able to go and be a part of their families and have a relationship. Amen? The one gentleman, I mean, the one gentleman, if it hadn't been for him and his wife, Lisa would not be a Christian, I don't believe. The one gentleman's wife said when Lisa was a girl that the Lord told her she's an angry little girl. Go ask her if she wants to ride horses with you. Because Lisa liked to ride horses. And so she had this lady that she rode horses with. And there's good people that ride horses and there's bad people that ride horses. There's usually not like a middle ground. I mean, I'm being serious. Um, and so this, this person that Lisa was riding with, she was kind of the rough and tumble person. I've got that. Thanks, buddy. I wasn't clearing my throat. That was... um, Amen? And the Lord told this woman, said, she's an angry little girl. Go ask her to ride horses with you. And so she began to ride horses with this woman. And those two people came into her life, saw to her, he became like a spiritual daddy. Amen? And then we got married, (laughs) and... You know, things happen. Amen? But the other day, we were up at her mom's, and who pulls in on a four-wheeler? That guy. Bear hugged both of us. I'm so glad to see you. Amen? Because God does not want the church to fall apart. God wants to keep relationships amongst His children. Amen? Amen? It can you, you know, as how many parents in the room? How many parents in the room have more than one child? How many parents in the room enjoy it when your children fight? And you don't love your children like God loves his children. So how does he feel when his kids fight? Amen? It's like, it's like people who struggle with church services that, where people laugh. Amen? Anybody in this room just absolutely despised to hear your children laugh? Well, if God is a good heavenly Father, He likes to hear His kids laugh. He takes pleasure in it. Amen? Don't be upset with me because I seem really unspiritual and I'm falling over in a chair laughing. My father likes it. And if you don't, I don't care. Cuz sometimes I got to laugh by faith. And my faith pleases my father. And my laughter pleases my father. And so your opinion of me really tanks. Amen. Anybody in here ever laughed by faith? Yeah, there ain't really doesn't seem like much to laugh about, huh? I tell you what, and I will say, Mister Steve, Mister Steve cracks me up. And if I'm in the back and he's back there and he ha ha ha's real natural, it cracks me up, and then I lose it because his ha 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 is funny to me, and it makes my ha 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 kick in. Amen. And so even if he's doing that in the natural, he's not only doing that for him; he's doing it for me. Amen? And so if he does it by faith, and it gets over into me, my father's not only happy with me for life, he's happy with him for doing it by faith. Amen? So faith is a big deal to God, isn't it? It is. Hallelujah. I'll say this, 10 of the 19 recordings of people being healed in the Gospels, make reference to those people's faith being the catalyst for their healing. Amen? Amen. Acts 14. It says in verse 8, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. Who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now, what did that man do? He heard Paul speak. So his faith became active by Paul's speaking. Amen. Speaking the word of faith. So he was doing that very thing. This word of faith, which he was preaching it created faith it caused faith to be stimulated in this man who heard who was a cripple amen and perceiving that he had faith to be healed paul is standing there and realizes he's got it he's ready he's ripe amen so what does paul do he doesn't make a i would say it would have been a little bit of a scene to see but but at the same time you know he didn't here's one thing he didn't do he didn't say Sir, is your faith up to par? Amen. Don't let the devil tell you your faith isn't enough. Because if the amount of faith it took to get saved is active, that's the same amount it'll take to get healed or anything else. Amen. would not that right? Faith begins where the will of God is known. So Paul perceives he has faith. Paul doesn't say anything to bring his faith down or to question his faith. Instead, he says, it says, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. <laughs> Amen. When your faith is coming up and you know it's there, react. Don't sit still. React. Amen. It's amazing. Pastor Tim says it a lot of times. He'll say, how would you act if, and I always think the same thing, like a wild man. If someone gave me a million dollars, I would act ignorant. Right? Am I the only one in the room? No, no, no. I know I'm not. A lot of people are like, he, he, "He, I wouldn't do that." Yes, you would. Yes, you would. You'd grab their hand. You'd kiss her. <laughs> you were so led. <laughs> you heard straight from heaven. You know, and all the mature people are like, "Calm down. It's just a million dollars." <laughs> no. Amen. Pastor Tim will say, How would you act if? But what he's trying to get across to us is you are. So act like it. Amen. Whenever he says something like that, that's a perfect time to just go ahead and shout. Amen. How would you act if you had an ailment in your body? How would you act if you were healed? Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm healed. I'm healthy. I'm whole. Thank God. (laughs) Hallelujah. How would you act if you needed money and you knew that your heavenly Father owned all the gold and the silver and the cattle on a thousand hills and you didn't have any financial issues? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm the blessed. Even the blessed people call me blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm saved to serve. I got plenty to give and plenty to eat on myself. How would you act? And it's amazing because when we sit still, what we're saying is is somebody else has got faith for that. Amen? I love it because, you know, most of us in this room have been taught, it doesn't matter if a word is given, if a word is given, straight to merit. That's fine. But if I'm sitting in the back and what's said to merit applies to me, I'm going to take it too. I'm not going to let the devil limit me and be like, oh, thank God Merit got that. I wish I could. Well, the same God that gave it to Merit is no respecter of persons. The same God that did it for Merit does it for Lance. And he loves me and her just the same. Amen? And so when you get the word, or somebody gets the word on something, and somebody says the word about something, and it applies to your situation, grab a hold. Grab a hold and don't let go. I got it. I got it. I got it so much it's all over me. I got it. Amen. Why do you, Christians, smile all the time? I'm happy. Shocker, huh? What are you so happy about? I don't have a care in the world. I'm never going to die. I'm just going to move from this life to another life if the Lord tarries is coming. I, I shared this with the youth group. Lisa and I one time were driving and we were headed east and there was this pillar of sun come through the clouds and it was cool. I mean, it was just amazing. You know how everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Sometimes when the sun breaks through and it's just a beam. So we're headed east and on the inside of me, the Lord said, can you see me? And I was like, oh, he's coming right now. This is cool stuff. We're going to drive right into him. Amen. You know, pastor said here a few weeks ago, if you're not thinking about the second coming daily, you're going to get bored. You're going to get, you're going to get laxadel. because the reason to push isn't there. Amen. So we're driving. I'm like east. We're going east. This, you know, Lisa's driving, and I'm like, well, apparently the only person in the vehicle who knows Jesus is getting ready to come back is me. <laughs> Lisa is lucky to have me. <laughs> and he said, No, no, I'm just asking if you're looking. Well, I wasn't, but I am now. Amen? Faith. Faith causes you to live like He's coming back. Amen? And because He's coming back, you will want to apply your faith. Amen? <laughs> kind of thing. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and he walked. Hebrews 11. It's amazing what you can know in this life by faith. Your heart can receive and understand things that your mind, will, and intellect cannot. Amen? Because with my heart I believe and I confess with my mouth that I believe I am saved. Amen? You know, it's just, it's funny. Jesus said that He would make us fishers of men. He didn't say He would make some of us fishers and some of us cleaners. Amen? Who baptizes people into the body of Christ? The Holy Spirit. So does the Lord Jesus need us to clean the fish? Or just catch them? Just catch them. We're just fisher. We just We just catch fish. Now that is the greatest scenario imaginable right there. Just so you know. Because it's just like hunting. I mean, it's all great up until you squeeze the trigger. And then it's all work. And sometimes I don't squeeze the trigger because I think, I don't want to go home and clean that deer. I'd rather just sit in a tree 17 foot off the ground and sway in the breeze. Right? Yeah. So fishing. The fun is in casting. Hooking the fish. Fight, reeling, you man. And he gets in a boat and you're like. Right? So the Lord wanted us to enjoy this. When pastor says, have a good journey, enjoy the journey. We're having a ball. Once we get them in the boat and get them unhooked, somebody else is to deal with. We're just throwing it back out there. Amen. It's really easy to get caught up in the fit, cleaning them, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, just slimy and hmm. that's kind of what it's like sometimes dealing with people. They stink. They've been in a cooler, right? I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth here. This makes sense. Anybody in here deal with people? Everybody in here deals with people. You are one, right? Dealing with myself sometimes, it's like opening the cooler. You're like, ooh, good grief. I didn't know that existed. If I get me clean, if I just stay busy, you know, letting the Holy Spirit clean me up, that's a full-time job. Amen? And in the meantime, I'm still getting to enjoy the boat ride and catching the fish, but I ain't got to clean all the other fish. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Well, now, if the elders obtained a good report by faith, then how do you obtain a good report? By faith. Amen? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I wrote down here, um, evolution comes from the lack of faith. Doesn't it say? Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So where does the teaching on evolution come from? Someone with no faith. And it's amazing. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does creation. But their faith goes another way. It is not in God. Amen? Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Abel obtained witness that he was a righteous man by his faith. That's how God knew. That's a righteous man. Amen? He knew that a real sacrifice had blood in it. It cost something. Amen? It costs something. To really give something costs you something. If it doesn't cost you anything, it wasn't really a good gift. And the reason I know that is because the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only. He took the only thing that he had one of and he gave it for you and I. It cost him. Amen. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for because his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? By faith. Amen. Amazing things happen for people who have faith. And you can be like, well, why? You know, I mean, you you can go out here, you can buy Brother Hagin's books, and you can be like, how did all this stuff happen to one guy? By faith. By faith, amen. Just so we, uh, our our faith, so we don't get hung up on the word. um, Faith is to trust in, rely on, adhere to, loyalty without question or confidence in. Amen. So I trust in God. I rely on God. I adhere to God and His Word. I'm loyal to God. When loyalty comes up, is there anything that can buy you out of what you believe about God? No, there shouldn't be. But how do you feel today? Will you let how you feel buy you out on what you know about God? Isn't that right? Again, I mentioned Brother Andy Greer because some of my notes kind of tied into this, so I had looked at some of his stuff. But he said... He said, be like concrete, thoroughly mixed and firmly set. And then he said, and don't have a price, because the devil will pay it. (laughs) He said that, I was like, wow, what a statement, huh? Don't have a price, because the devil will pay it. Amen? Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We quote the first half of this scripture so often, but we don't tie the second half in and it's so important. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He is. He exists. He's the creator. By him everything that we know was created. And he did this for his own pleasure. And that he is a rewarder. Ooh, Well, God rewards people, but I got some problems and I don't know if he... No, he's a rewarder. He rewards me for my diligence. He understands that I can only walk in the light that I have at this point. And he is more than willing to love me there. He's more than willing to bless me there. He's more than willing to take care of me there. And whenever he takes care of me, he expects me to come up some. And whenever I come up, he's still right there with me doing the same thing. Amen? Like I said a while ago, he said, you used to be able to get away with that. You can't now. God is not offended by the ignorance of mankind. But he does want us to come up. Amen? And that's not work. It's obedience. I love I, I. I don't love I'm amazed at sometimes how people are like, I'm still just really working on me. Did anybody else learn the little song when you were a kid that they taught you in vacation Bible school, He's Still Working On Me? Yeah. Did you know I still sing that song today? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took Him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient He must be. He's still working on me. Isn't it funny? When I was a kid, I would get really bored with those songs. And like when we were doing Father Abraham, you know, you're doing left arm. I would always do right arm. And my mom would be like, (laughs) I'm going to get a whipping when this deal's over, man. I can tell you. I got bored with it. And today I'm like, Father Abraham, he's got many sons. I am one of them. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so are you. Yeah. So let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory, Lord! <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Amen? Amen? He don't quit. He just stays right with us. So you must believe that He is and that you must believe that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. If you seek Him, He's going to reward you. So your part is to seek Him. His part is to reward you. Just do it. It's way more fun than the other. Amen? By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Noah's faith not only saved Noah, it saved his family. What will your faith do? I can go back and I can look at my, my history, okay, you know, my lineage of faith, and recognize that if people hadn't done what God had asked them to do, I would not be where I am or who I am. I would be someone else but they were obedient. They were willing. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm thankful that Brother Hagin got off the deathbed. Amen. <laughs> By what? Faith. Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24. Amen? I'm thankful. I, I have some freedoms in this life because he did, he let his faith Call him out of that situation. You know, and you read it, and he said the first time he, after he was bedfast, the first time he put his feet on the floor, it was like two logs hitting the floor. You know? Well, what do you do? Lay there until you can walk? No, you got to put your feet down first. So go ahead and put your feet down. That's faith. Amen? By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham was in the place that God had promised him he was going to give him. But Abraham is still looking for another place why faith abraham's like yeah this is nice it's still not the, the just that perfect one amen if sometimes you think i'm not really happy down here in some things well stay in faith there is a better place amen Sometimes I realize that the longing in my gut, in my heart, is for a place that I'm not in yet. To be with Christ is better. Amen? Yeah? If you think, I'm not doing enough in the kingdom. Don't worry. That feeling will never go away. Isn't that right? And if you think, oh, I'm doing plenty in the kingdom. (laughs) he if you're after God, if you're seeking God, you'll always have this feeling of, I'm not doing enough. There's gotta be more I can do. Amen? Because you're always longing for something bigger. Amen? I told Zach that here probably a year and a half ago and his face went, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, don't feel like you're doing enough? He's like, no. Nope. And I was like, get used to it. That'll never go away. And his face kind of flushed, and I could tell that was not the answer he wanted. <laughs> was it, bud? No, not at all. I probably told some of you guys, oh, you guys that. You know, there are just some truths about being on this earth. Amen? I can do more. I was at the church at Colossae, wrote, and he said, you know, I have no need to write to you about your love walk. You know, you're abounding in your love. But he had, you know, he turns around and he says, but you can do more. <laughs> You're doing great. Now do more of it. Amen. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So she received the promise because she had already judged God faithful and had faith in him and his promise. Amen. You have to believe more about God than what you believe about you. If you don't, you're still limited to you. Amen? But if you believe in God and you trust in God, you're only limited by God. Amen? We'll read just a little bit more. Therefore sprang there even of one and and him, as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You're a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. If you're not really comfortable, there's a reason. You're not from here. You know, Ms. Lee and I like to go to the mountains. Okay? So we like to go to the mountains, be out there. But after a while... It's kind of like, mm, I'm not from here. I don't get why these people do some of this stuff. You know? I mean, we, have, we, we avoid towns in the mountains for a reason. <laughs> you know, it's a nice place to stay the night. <laughs> but uh, you stay too long, you start thinking, wow. They don't think like we think in southwest Missouri and northwest Arkansas. Amen? And so, you know, you get in the vehicle and and you're headed home. You've had a good time. You'd like to stay and see and do more. But it's okay to go home, too. Yeah? That's how it is here. Well, it'd be okay to stay and do some more, but I really want to go home. That's not wrong. You know? I'm not coming back for anybody. I love Lisa, but I'm not coming back. I'm doing this for somebody else. Amen. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Now did you get that? Faith, well, let's read on. For he hath prepared for them a city. Faith in God causes God to not be ashamed to call himself your God. Amen? This whole chapter is about faith. So what makes God not ashamed to stand in heaven and say, That's my kid. Your faith. (laughs) Amen. And the Lord Jesus said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Well, how do you deny him? Well, faith would be an issue in denying the Lord Jesus. You will never deny anything or anybody that you don't, if you you wholeheartedly believe in him. Amen. Yeah. Think about your family. Does everybody in the room have family members that make every decision perfectly all the time? And you're like, no problems. Everybody's just making perfect decisions. Right? But they're your family. And you know, I actually told Joel this yesterday. I might get on to you, but if somebody else does, I got a problem with that. Right? You don't like it. Why? They're yours. That's how you feel about them. Yeah? I mean, I look at my natural family and I think, hold the phone. I might tell them exactly what I think, but I don't really care what you think about them. Back off. That's just human nature. But isn't it amazing that when somebody says something sarcastic... About God, Christians go, maybe now's not the time to say something. Really? Well, what time would be better? When they're in love with God because you said nothing and they have no faith? You start mouthing God, I'm going to come to life. People in my business say words that I don't think ought to be said in my business. I'm like, hey, he didn't do nothing to you. He didn't cause this. And you will not damn him in here. I'm not listening to it. Well, I'll just leave. <laughs> Let me open the door. It's amazing. You can just kick this thing right open and you can walk right on at it. Have a good day. Amen? Amen? When I bought that business, I took down some literature on the walls, let's say, And we had people come in our business and say, men, mind you, what happened? And I was like, I think more of my wife than you think of yours. That's not a great way to start a new business. (laughs) Right? Losing customers left and right because I have an opinion. But you know, the funny thing was, was all of a sudden women started coming in and buying stuff. And Mom and Lisa had one woman say, I wouldn't come in this place because of all the trash. I think, what? Women's money spends the same as men's. <laughs> Amen? Doesn't it? By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and, that, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. You know, some of this stuff here about Abraham. You know, one time I was reading that story and I thought, you know, when Abraham took Isaac up on the mountain, he put the wood, it says he put the wood for the sacrifice on Isaac's back. Don't you think if you knew you was going to take your child up on the mountain and kill him for God, that you'd want that last walk to be an easy one? You know, I mean, like, you don't really know what's coming, but I don't want to make this any worse on you. It already is. So I'll carry the wood. Right. And so I said kind of out loud, I was like, wow, he made Isaac carry the wood that he was going to sacrifice him on. And the father spoke up on the inside of me and said, I did the same thing to Jesus. And I thought, yes, you did. you carry your weight. Amen. <laughs> and then it says accounting that God was able to raise him up. Isn't it funny? We have stories of people being raised from the dead. We have Lazarus. We have accounts today of people being raised from the dead. Amen. We have someone in our church raised from the dead. Isn't that right? She runs around here and she's got a little set of lungs on her that you can hear from the front of the building to the back. Amen? But here's the thing. You and I know God as a resurrection God. Why? Because we've seen it. We've read it. Abraham knew God as a resurrection God without ever having seen it, read it, or even been told about it. By faith, he knew what God would do. Faith will teach you things you didn't know you could know. Amen? That's the reason he's called Father Abraham. That's the reason he's called the father of faith. Amen? And over in, uh, let's look at it real quick in Galatians. um, Somewhere in my notes I have it written down. Galatians 3, and then we'll close with this. This is the reason I believe that Abraham, (laughs) you know, he he had a tent. He lived in tents that that other kings who had palaces were envious of. Isn't that amazing? How do you dress a tent up to the point that a king's like, wish I was rolling like you're rolling? Right? Right? I mean, I've thought about, you know, in my mind, I'm like, green army tent. I'm like, hang this picture here. You know, nobody's going to come in and be like, sweet place, man. I wish my house looked like your tent. But they were envious of his tent. He was wealthy. His kids were wealthy. Right? You know, is it Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph was so convinced in his life by faith. He is of that lineage, right? He's so convinced by faith that the children of Israel are going out of Egypt that he makes preparation for his bones to go when they go. That's faith. Hey, when you all leave here, don't forget me. Take my bones with you. They didn't have a concept that they were going out. He did. Amen? Amen. But concerning Abraham, it says, Even as Abraham believed, verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are, of the, are the children of Abraham. Are you of faith? If you're of faith, you're a child of Abraham. When the Lord was talking to him about, in, you know, unmeasurable, the, the, the sands on the sea, he was talking about faith, the children of faith. Amen? Because there's more of us than there is Israelites. Amen? So he was talking about faith. And the scripture, get this, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Abraham knew things about the gospel of the Lord Jesus by faith. That's the reason he wasn't comfortable. He knew something was coming. His faith was continually spurring him on to more. The God who created the heavens and the earth, he's got more than I've ever seen or had. So he's always looking for more. Amen? If you're comfortable, you're not looking for more. And if you're comfortable, there is a lack of faith because your faith causes you to always be thinking about the more. And I'm not talking about the natural more, but I am talking about the natural more. We can do more for God, healthy and financially blessed. Amen? But there's more. There's more relationship. There's more understanding. There's more enlightenment. There's more people. He said if we would ask for the heathen, he would give them to us. Are we really asking him for the heathen? Because again, all we got to do is catch them. He'll clean them up. It's amazing. You get real hungry for the things of God, you won't look at what kind of fish you just drug into the boat. Right? I mean, you take a hungry person, you're like, oh, that fish, he don't taste so good. Throw him back. Try again. They don't do that. They're like, I caught a fish. Somebody built a fire. Right? When you're hungry about the things of God, you won't worry about what the fish looks like. You'll just hook him and reel him in you'll be like, God, you can do whatever you want to do. He's in the boat. Amen? Amen. So the Lord is very much interested in our faith. He is uh, he's blessed by our faith. He's happy with our faith. He's pleased with us. Our faith is what makes God judge us as righteous people. Amen? So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Boy, now that's good stuff. We just talked about it. Abraham, he was rich. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. (laughs) Everything in this life comes by faith. Amen. And the only thing that contains your faith is your love walk. Keep your love walk in check. Live by faith. Amen. And you'll please God. And He'll reward you. And it'll be a great ride. Amen. And you'll catch fish left and right. And somebody else gets to work cleaning them up. This is fun. This is good stuff. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning, God, for today. Father, I thank you, God, that by faith we can receive the promise the promise of salvation promise of the Holy Spirit. Your grace made it available to us and our faith reaches out and takes it. Health is for the body of Christ. Jesus, our head, is healthy today. He's whole and He's complete. And so we're healthy. We walk in health. We live in health. We enjoy health. Healing. Healing is for a a lost and dying world to show them that you love them. And so we're willing to speak about your healing power and let you do the rest. We're prosperous in everything that we put our hands to because you love us. We're not self-made people. We're God-made people. You made us and you're seeing to us. And we're thankful for it, God. And so today, we take our faith and we apply it, God. We want to make you happy. We want to take you at your word. We want to believe you at your word and watch you do it. We give you the glory and the praise today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. It's a good day to be alive, Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Tim will be back next Sunday. And so come this Wednesday night, we had a fantastic speaker the past Wednesday night. Joel spoke last Wednesday night, and I believe this Wednesday night, Mr. Darren, is that right, Mr. Darren? (laughs) I haven't heard yet. Yeah. (laughs) Praise God. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was Mr. Darren. Maybe I don't know. But come, amen? The more word you put in, the more faith will come out. I heard Avery say one night in the youth, she said, what happens? She said, you know, if you set a glass on the table and you bump the table, stuff sloshes out of the glass. And she said, what sloshes out of the glass? Whatever's in the glass. Amen? And she said, what happens when life bumps into you? What sloshes out of you? Whatever's in you. You get full of the Word, full of the Spirit of God, life bumps into you, the Word and the Spirit will slosh out of you. Amen? Amen? And it'll be a good thing. Yeah? Hallelujah. You're dismissed. This message has been brought to you by Faith Builders Family Church. To learn more, please visit our website, www.faithbuilderschurch.net.